section six of the ring and the book by robert browning this librivox recording is in the public domain recording by tony oliva enough of me the book i turn its medicinable leaves in london now till as in florence erst a spirit laughs and leaps through every limb and lights my eye and lifts me by the hair letting me have my will again with these uh, how title i the dead alive once more count guido franceschini the aretine descended of an ancient house though poor a beak-nosed bushy-bearded black-haired lord lean pallid low of stature yet robust fifty years old having four years ago married pompilia comparini young good beautiful at rome where she was born and brought her to arezzo where they lived unhappy lives whatever cursed the cause this husband taking for accomplices followed this wife to rome where she was fled from their arezzo to find peace again in convoy eight months earlier of a priest aretine also of still nobler birth giuseppe caponsacchi and caught her there quiet in a villa on a christmas night with only pietro and violante by both her putative parents killed the three aged they seventy each and she seventeen and two weeks since the mother of his babe first born and heir to what the style was worth of a guido who determined dared and did this deed just as he purposed point by point then bent upon escape but hotly pressed and captured with his co-mates that same night he brought to trial stood on this defence injury to his honour caused the act that since his wife was false as manifest by flight from home in such companionship death punishment deserved of the false wife and faithless parents who abetted her i the flight aforesaid wronged nor god nor man nor false she nor yet faithless they replied the accuser cloaked and masked this murder glooms true was pompilia loyal to the pair out of the man's own heart this monster curled this crime coiled with connivancy at crime his victim's breast he tells you hatched and reared uncoil we and stretch stark the worm of hell a month the trial swayed this way and that ere judgment settled down on guido's guilt then was the pope that good twelfth innocent appealed to who well weighed what went before affirmed the guilt and gave the guilty doom let this old woe step on the stage again act itself o'er anew for men to judge not by the very sense and sight indeed which take at best imperfect cognizance since how heart moves brain and how both move hand what mortal ever in entirety saw no dose of purer truth than man digests 
but truth with falsehood milk that feeds him now not strong meat he may get to bear some day to wit by voices we call evidence uproar in the echo live fact deadened down talked over bruited abroad whispered away yet helping us to all we seem to hear for how else know we save by worth of word here are the voices presently shall sound in due succession first the world's outcry around the rush and ripple of any fact fallen stonewise plumb on the smooth face of things the world's guess as it crowds the bank of the pool at what were figure and substance by their splash then by vibrations in the general mind at depth of deed already out of reach this threefold murder of the day before say half rome's feel after the vanished truth honest enough as the way is all the same harboring in the centre of its sense a hidden germ of failure shy but sure should neutralize that honesty and leave that feel for truth at fault as the way is too some prepossession such as starts amiss by but a hair's breadth at the shoulder-blade the arm of the feeler dip he ne'er so brave and so leads waveringly lets fall wide o the mark his finger meant to find and fix truth at the bottom that deceptive speck with this half rome the source of swerving call over belief in guido's right and wrong rather than in pompilia's wrong and right who shall say how who shall say why tis there the instinctive theorizing whence a fact looks to the eye as the eye likes the look gossip in a public place a sample speech some worthy with his previous hint to find a husband's side the safer and no whit aware he is not aeacus the while how such an one supposes and states fact to whosoever of a multitude will listen and perhaps prolong thereby the not unpleasant flutter at the breast born of a certain spectacle shut in by the church lorenzo opposite so they lounge midway the mouth of the street on corso side twixt palace fiano and palace ruspoli linger and listen keeping clear of the crowd yet wishful one could lend that crowd one's eyes so universal is its plague of squint and make hearts beat our time that flutter false all for the truth's sake mere truth nothing else how half rome found for guido much excuse next from rome's other half the opposite feel for truth with a like swerve like unsuccess or if success by no more skill but luck this time though rather siding with the wife however the fancy fit inclined that way than with the husband 
one wears drab one pink who wears pink ask him which shall win the race of coupled runners like as egg and egg why if i must choose he with the pink scarf doubtless for some such reason choice fell here a piece of public talk to correspond at the next stage of the story just a day let pass and new day bring the proper change another sample speech in the market-place of the barberini by the capuchins where the old triton at his fountain sport bernini's creature plated to the paps puffs up steel sleet which breaks to diamond dust a spray of sparkles snorted from his conch high o'er the caritellas out of the way of the motley merchandising multitude our murder has been done three days ago the frost is over and gone the south wind laughs and to the very tiles of each red roof a smoke i the sunshine rome lies gold and glad so listen how to the other half of rome pompilia seemed a saint and martyr both end of section six